Section thirty one of Gray's Anatomy, Part three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part three, by Henry Gray. The anterior tibial artery, arteria tibialis anterior. The anterior tibial artery commences at the bifurcation of the popliteal, at the lower border of the popliteus, passes forward between the two heads of the tibialis posterior, and through the aperture above the upper border of the interosseous membrane, to the deep part of the front of the leg. It here lies close to the medial side of the neck of the fibula. It then descends on the anterior surface of the interosseous membrane, gradually approaching the tibia. At the lower part of the leg it lies on this bone, and then on the front of the ankle joint, where it is more superficial, and becomes the dorsalis pedis. Relations In the upper two-thirds of its extent, the anterior tibial artery rests upon the interosseous membrane. In the lower third upon the front of the tibia, and the anterior ligament of the ankle joint. In the upper third of its course, it lies between the tibialis anterior and the extensor digitorum longus. In the middle third between the tibialis anterior and extensor hallucis longus. At the ankle, it is crossed from the lateral to the medial side by the tendon of the extensor hallucis longus and lies between it and the first tendon of the extensor digitorum longus. It is covered in the upper two-thirds of its course by the muscles which lie on either side of it, and by the deep fascia, in the lower third by the integument and fascia, and the transverse and cruciate crural ligaments. The anterior tibial artery is accompanied by a pair of venae comitantes, which lie one on either side of the artery. The deep peroneal nerve, coursing through the lateral side of the neck of the fibula comes into relation with the lateral side of the artery shortly after it has reached the front of the leg about the middle of the leg the nerve is in front of the artery at the lower part it is generally again on the lateral side peculiarities in size this vessel may be diminished in size may be deficient to a greater or less extent or may be entirely wanting its place being supplied by perforating branches from the posterior tibial or by the perforating branch of the peroneal artery. Course The artery occasionally deviates toward the fibular side of the leg, regaining its usual position at the front of the ankle. In rare instances, the vessel has been found to approach the surface in the middle of the leg, being covered merely by the integument and fascia below that point branches the branches of the anterior tibial artery are posterior tibial recurrent fibular anterior tibial recurrent muscular anterior medial mullular anterior lateral mullular the posterior tibial recurrent artery arteria recurrent tibialis posterior an inconstant branch is given off from the anterior tibial
before that vessel passes through the interosseous space it ascends in front of the popliteus which it supplies and anastomoses with the inferior genicular branches of the popliteal artery giving an offset to the tibiofibular joint the fibular artery is sometimes derived from the anterior tibial sometimes from the posterior tibial it passes lateralward around the neck of the fibula through the soleus which it supplies and ends in the substance of the peroneus longus the anterior tibial recurrent artery arteria recurrent tibialis anterior arises from the anterior tibial as soon as that vessel has passed through the interosseous space it ascends in the tibialis anterior ramifies on the front and sides of the knee joint and assists in the formation of the patellar plexus by anastomosing with the genicular branches of the popliteal and with the highest genicular artery the muscular branches ramae muscularis are numerous they are distributed to the muscles which lie on either side of the vessel some piercing the deep fascia to supply the integument others passing through the interosseous membrane and anastomosing with branches of the posterior tibial and peroneal arteries the anterior medial malleolar artery arteria malleolaris anterior medialis internal malleolar artery arises about five centimeters above the ankle joint and passes behind the tendons of the extensor hallucis longus and tibialis anterior to the medial side of the ankle upon which it ramifies anastomosing with branches of the posterior tibial and medial plantar arteries and with the medial calcaneal from the posterior tibial the anterior lateral mullular artery arteria mullularis anterior lateralis external mullular artery passes beneath the tendons of the extensor digitorum longus and peroneus tertius and supplies the lateral side of the ankle anastomosing with the perforating branch of the peroneal artery and with ascending twigs from the lateral tarsal artery the arteries around the ankle joint anastomose freely with one another and form networks below the corresponding mulluli the medial mullular network is formed by the anterior medial mullular branch of the anterior tibial the medial tarsal branches of the dorsalis pedis the posterior medial mullular and medial calcaneal branches of the posterior tibial and branches from the medial plantar artery the lateral mullular network is formed by the anterior lateral mullular branch of the anterior tibial the lateral tarsal branch of the dorsalis pedis the perforating and the lateral calcaneal branches of the peroneal and twigs from the lateral plantar artery the arteria dorsalis pedis dorsalis pedis artery the arteria dorsalis pedis the continuation of the anterior tibial passes forward from the ankle joint along the tibial side of the dorsum of the foot to the proximal part of the first intermetatarsal space where it divides into two branches the first dorsal metatarsal and the deep plantar relations this vessel in its course forward rests upon the front of the articular capsule of the ankle joint the talus navicular 
and second cuneiform bones and the ligaments connecting them being covered by the integument fascia and cruciate ligament and crossed near its termination by the first tendon of the extensor digitorum brevis on its tibial side is the tendon of the extensor hallucis longus on its fibular side the first tendon of the extensor digitorum longus and the termination of the deep peroneal nerve it is accompanied by two veins peculiarities in size the dorsal artery of the foot may be larger than usual to compensate for a deficient plantar artery or its terminal branches to the toes may be absent the toes then being supplied by the medial plantar or its place may be taken altogether by a large perforating branch of the peroneal artery position this artery frequently curves lateralward lying lateral to the line between the middle of the ankle and the back part of the first interosseous space branches the branches of the arteria dorsalis pedis are lateral tarsal medial tarsal arcuate first dorsal metatarsal deep plantar the lateral tarsal artery arteria tarsia lateralis tarsal artery arises from the dorsalis pedis as that vessel crosses the navicular bone it passes in an arched direction lateralward lying upon the tarsal bones and covered by the extensor digitorum brevis it supplies this muscle and the articulations of the tarsus and anastomoses with branches of the arcuate anterior lateral mullular and lateral plantar arteries and with the perforating branch of the peroneal artery the medial tarsal arteries arteriae torsiae medialis are two or three small branches which ramify on the medial border of the foot and join the medial mullular network the arcuate artery arteria arcuata metatarsal artery arises a little anterior to the lateral tarsal artery it passes lateralward over the basis of the metatarsal bones beneath the tendons of the extensor digitorum brevis its direction being influenced by its point of origin and it anastomoses with the lateral tarsal and lateral plantar arteries this vessel gives off the second third and fourth dorsal metatarsal arteries which run forward upon the corresponding interosi dorsalis in the clefts between the toes each divides into two dorsal digital branches for the adjoining toes at the proximal parts of the interosseous spaces these vessels receive the posterior perforating branches from the plantar arch and at the distal parts of the spaces they are joined by the anterior perforating branches from the plantar metatarsal arteries the fourth dorsal metatarsal artery gives off a branch which supplies the lateral side of the fifth toe the first dorsal metatarsal artery arteria dorsalis hallucis runs forward on the first interosseous dorsalis and at the cleft between the first and second toes divides into two branches one of which passes between the tendon of the extensor hallucis longus and is distributed to the medial border of the great toe the other bifurcates to supply the adjoining sides of the great and second toes the deep plantar artery 
ramus plantaris profundus communicating artery descends into the sole of the foot between the two heads of the first interosseous dorsalis and unites with the termination of the lateral plantar artery to complete the plantar arch it sends a branch along the medial side of the great toe and is continued forward along the first interosseous space as the first plantar metatarsal artery which bifurcates for the supply of the adjacent sides of the great and second toes End of section 31